Welcome to the Gravitating Toward Your Power podcast, your number one place for fitness, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Austin Gravit from GravFit. All right, welcome to Gravitating Toward Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gravit. Today, we have my good buddy, Nate Tebow on. What's up, Nate? How we doing, man? Good, man. Doing good. So Nate is a signed fitness model. He's also an online personal trainer and coach. Um, Nate and I go way back. We actually used to model together, right? That's right. Yeah, back uh, we did a shoot together, met up in New York City. Um, we shoot him down with, uh, with Justin Chong, it was. Um, and yeah, man, it was good to finally meet in person. We've, we've been supporting each other on social media and stuff, you know, for a while before that. But uh, yeah, man, you know, we, uh, it was two years ago now, so. I know, man, that was, that was crazy. I remember, uh, yeah, it was like, when we first initially met, I think, was it, was it Instagram we reached out? I think it was or something online. Yeah, one of the social platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, something like that. And then, yeah, we did the shoot with Justin. That was fun. We did that shoot down in New York City. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, it's been, it's been, what, I guess two years now. It's crazy. I guess two years, yeah. But, um, you know, you're, you know, you're doing a great job. And from what I've seen, I wanted to reach out again. You know, I've seen you really um, progress in the past two years, not just like, you know, from a physical standpoint, but, you know, just how you're, you're, you know, portraying yourself online, you know, you're growing your following, you know, you're really making an impact in the fitness industry. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you again, man. It looks like you're doing awesome. Thanks, brother. Yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it, man. But um, yeah, dude, you know, diving into really like, you know, I want to know, I want everyone else that's listening in too. I want, you know, to tell your story, like, you know, cause I remember, you know, you and I are both in that, in uh, one of our, our mentors, uh, masterminds, and you shared your story not too long ago on Facebook, man. It was like such an empowering story. You know, you got a lot of attention. A lot of people loved it. Um, but yeah, you know, I want to hear, you know, from your perspective again. Yeah, so uh, what Austin's referring to, I made a video touching upon um, my past struggles with uh, anorexia, believe it or not. Um, when I was, you know, a younger man, you know, I went through a little bit of a struggle for, you know, a solid year or so. Um, I got down to, believe it or not, I was six feet tall, 112 pounds. And, um, you know, my hair was falling out. I was, you know, freezing all the time. I was just, you know, literally pretty close to dying um and ended up getting hospitalized um and you know when i get out of the hospital i was like okay you know this is something's wrong here i need to i need to to make a change i don't i don't know what is uh i don't know what's going on i don't know how i got here but i know i don't want to be here anymore and that's when i discovered the weights you know and uh the lifestyle and i think that's what really saved me is um you know having that that structured lifestyle and having, you know, pretty much a job to do every single day, because that's, that's what it is. You know, you wake up every day, there's things you got to take care of, you know, you're training, your diet, you know, it's, it's a 24-7 job. And, um, you know, eventually it just, it just got to a point where it became my passion. And, you know, I feel like if I didn't go through that, that struggle, you know, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't be where I am today. I, I will absolutely not be where I am today about that. So. 
Yeah, man, I, that's, that's really empowering. And it's like, I like how you, you know, you were able to turn your adversity into your advantage. It's like, you know, through going through all that hardship, you were able to craft it into something beautiful and orchestrate it into something that's, you know, now look at yourself, you know, you're this, what, 210 pound, like how much percent body fat? I could, I honestly couldn't tell you at this point. I mean, I'm, I've been pretty much off season all year, all year round for training for my first show in October. Um, so. Yeah, man. And like, that's the thing, like, you know, it's just amazing how you were able to change such a, in what, what was it? Five years or so, a little bit, a little bit longer. Uh, I'd say I've been training consistently for seven years now. So seven years. Yeah. You know, and it, it yeah, you know, and all the people listening in, you know, it, it takes time as you can see, you know, Nate went from, all the way at ro almost rock bottom down to look at him now. I'm mean, up to where he is now. It's like, it takes time, but it's, you know, it is possible is what I'm trying to say, you know, for where he overcame it, it's possible for, you know, those listening in, in maybe have like some similar situation. Um, you know, Nate's a perfect example that it is possible. So um, Nate, what is like something that absolutely like fires you up? Like what's your mantra you would say? Oh, good question. Um, you know, I think it's the, the um, understanding that each day you have an opportunity to either move towards your goal or away from it. And I think that a lot of people, I, I truly believe that a huge reason why depression and anxiety is so prevalent in today's society is because they're not actualizing their potential. And they subconsciously or consciously know that. And it manifests as this anxiety and depression because they're not doing anything about it. They're not doing anything to change, you know? So I believe that you're either, you're either, you know, progressing or you're regressing. I don't believe in maintenance. There's no maintenance of life. You know, you're either moving forward and moving behind. There's no standstill. Um, you know, everything is, is, is energy. It's constantly moving, you know? So you're either getting better, or you're getting worse. And I, and I truly believe that. So I feel that um, a lot of the anxiety, depression, you know, uh, mental illness honestly comes from lack of progression, lack of fulfillment, because I truly believe that the number one factor for happiness is, you know, progression and actualizing potential. So. Yeah, man, that is, that is very powerful. And it's, it's, uh, it's cool you say that. Cause I, you know, I know both you and I, um, really like Tony Robbins. And I think he's, he's one who really quotes upon that too. He, he says like, like you just said, you're either regressing or you're progressing. There's no in, be in between. If you're in between, then you're almost worse than, than regressing in a way being comfortable. So it's like, absolutely, man, you know, that's really what I think life is about. That fulfillment comes from becoming better. Even if it's 1% every single day, like as long as you're becoming better than you were yesterday, then you're going to be fulfilled in some way. And that's what we're after. You know, we're after as human beings, we're after becoming better. So that's, that's great, man. I love that. I love that. So what is, um, okay. So going kind of leading into, you know, I know we talk a lot about mindset, but I want to, you know, talk more about like training and you know, like your philosophy on training today. Um, cause I know you're a huge advocate of, you know, progressive overload. You really enjoy, you know, progressively overloading over time, but can you explain a little bit more for everyone like listening in, you know, what progressive overload really is? Yeah, sure. You know, so th there's a number of ways you can, you can overload uh, a muscle, right? The most common and the most foolproof way is to get stronger in some way, increase your performance, you know, whether that be 
more weight on the bar or getting more reps with the same weight, right? So if you're still lifting the same weights that you were last year, um, no matter, you know, what kind of supersets, rough sets, or what kind of like monk-like concentration you have, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, if you're not getting stronger in some way, you're probably not a whole lot bigger. And that's not to say we're talking like, you know, powerlifting, one to three rep maxes, you know, but, you know, progressing in that eight to 12 rep range, that six to 12 rep range, you know, and that's, that's really where a lot of people fall short is they're constantly like switching up their routines and, and constantly switching up the exercises that you first. And it's like, they don't really know if they're getting stronger. They're just saying like, let me throw a bunch of darts and see if one hits the bullseye, you know, versus, well, I know this dart hits the bullseye. Let me just keep throwing this one. Um, so it's, it's <laughs> definitely a, a um, important factor to, to walk into the gym every day, knowing exactly what your goal is and, and what you want to hit. You know, so we say you bench pressed 200 pounds for five reps last time. You're like, all right, well, this week I got to get six or this week I got to get 205 for five. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's like, it's more scalable. It's more trackable. And again, like when you can measure off something, you know exactly what direction you're headed. And that kind of goes back to your mantra, what you talked about. It's like, you know, with that progressive overload aspect, it's you're back into that, um, you know, by becoming better, you're, you're progressing each day. And that's so important because you can do that with not just, you know, in your life, you can also do that in you know the gym itself you can do that you know you can apply that to the gym that same philosophy of progression you know so i think that's it's very powerful and like so for example what would you say you know your routine is and how do you like what do you currently how do you lift per week would you say what's your split you know, my, my training is pretty cyclical in nature so i go through periods of you know really high volume high frequency and then kind of taper off into more of like um a, a lower frequency I can still, I always keep volume pretty high, but you know, there was a period of time where, you know, I'll train twice a day and I'll do that six days a week. Um, wow. and I'll, I'll hit every muscle twice, you know, twice in a week. And I'm not saying that this is um, something everyone should do. This is something I've experimented with, you know, and this is definitely not for beginners, but, um, you know, I would hit every body part twice a week with pretty high, high volume. And then, um, you know, once I stop progressing in that, I'll switch more to, I'll train once a day. Um, we'll focus more on, you know, lower volume in the sense that, well, not lower volume, but lower frequency. Yeah. I'm still as long as I can. Um, and I find that any plateaus I've hit on the really high frequency training, <clears throat> once I go back to the lower frequency training, I start making insane progress again. You know, so it comes back to um, one of my mentors told me, you know, everything works until it stops working. Right. So mm-hmm. this is validity to most training methods, you know. People will say like, oh, high volume training is the only thing that works. High, high frequency training is the only thing that works. Or bro splits are the only things that work. And, you know, it's like they all work, but nothing works forever. So, you know, that's why a lot of guys, you know, will go from like a super high volume routine and then go to like a Dorian Yates style training where they're only hitting, um, you know, one working set. And they start making insane progress. And they're like, oh, my God, this is the way. This is, this is, this is what I should have been doing, you know. For years and, and what it really is is like no you're just kind of like you were overreaching before and now when you scale back you like actualize those gains and you know there's going to come a point where you stall on this routine too and then you can go back to a higher volume so there's no clear-cut like program that's going to work forever you know that's why periodization and cycling your training is always a good idea 
Yeah, man, the body's very sophisticated. It's um, it's unbelievable how it can adapt easily to change. And uh, it's a good point. You you said the Doran Yates. It's like you can go from like super high volume right to that, and people, yeah, will think like, oh my gosh, this is a breakthrough. And I've even encountered that in my life too. I'm like, oh, this is what I should have been doing. And the next thing I know, four weeks later, um, my progress is stagnant again. So yeah, it's it's imperative, man. You got to switch it up. It's a very good point. Um, but at the same, you know, respectfully switching it up, but also tracking and monitoring, you know, how much, um, when you do, before you switch it up, you know, each month, like what your rep ranges are, your sets, everything. So you can scale it for the next workout and in the future. So that's good, man. You know, so what, let me just talk about actually when you were saying twice a day, um, what did that entail? Like, were you actually hitting chest twice a day? Just curious. You know, there was, there was a period of time where, um, you know, even as a coach myself, I still have a coach, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll go into that uh, a little bit later, my point there. But, you know, we experimented with hitting the same muscle twice in the same day. And at first I was like, this is like, no way. Like, this completely goes against everything I've ever learned, ever. And the more I dug into it, there was a little bit of research that did show. Uh, there was um, Lyle McDonald had written an article about it. Um, you know, I don't remember the exact name of the article, but there were a few articles that, that talked about it and it was such a, um, such an obscure idea to me, but I gave it a shot and you know, it, it did work. It, it worked for a bit. Um, you know, you gotta make sure your, your nutrition and your, your sleeping and everything is just on point or else it's just going to be a, a, a shit show. Um, yeah. but you know, it did give me good results for a while. Um, it was mainly for, for chest, uh, because that was my, my focal point. Um, but I only did that for, um, you know, a limited amount of time and I switched more to a traditional, like my most recent split was, you know, I would do chest in the morning and I do buys and tries at night. I do quads in the morning, hamstrings and calves at night. Um, I do back in the morning and then shoulders at night. I take a day off and then I repeat that cycle. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty solid. And I, I see you're saying, yeah, like, you know, your focal point was doing chest. You wanted to work on that and you were doing it, you know, multiple. T- and that, that definitely, I've heard something like that before where someone was uh, there. Some guy was saying like he, he didn't have like the best genetics with his arms or whatever. And he would go and uh, try to build up, you know, his, he would hit arms twice a day. And I heard the same thing actually. It was like he had, for some reason, I don't know where the research came from, but he was having like, pretty good gains from it. Um, it's just, again, it, back to that whole, Thing you were saying it doesn't you know it doesn't work for everyone you know it can always be different everyone's different you have to find what works for you and I think that's really important that you mentioned that because um, everybody's you know yeah. not just genetically but it's like even um, you know getting that sleep pattern getting that you know being able to schedule in two workouts it, it's tough so that's that's cool though that uh, it worked for you man Commend yeah you. yeah you know it's not it's not something I would I would recommend for, for <laughs> yeah it, um, you have to, you have to be very conscious of it. You know, I'm not doing like two full chest workouts. I'm doing like very low volume, um, twice a day, you know? So it, the, the, the total volume that you would do in one workout, I'm pretty much doing two workouts, you know, in a day, but yeah. you know, it, it's like, I, I don't feel it was, you know, the best system. I, it was cool to experiment with it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like, uh, it get to be too much on, um, on my recovery. And I wasn't seeing the, um, strength gains that I, that I could have. 
So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it, it sounds like you have more hypertrophy than, than strength for for the most part. You had a more yeah, hypertrophy. It's really good for you know um, you know sarcoplasmic hypertrophy and, and um, you know getting lots of volume in. But you know I wasn't seeing very rapid increases you know in the rest of overload strength. So um, yeah. I think for for long term it definitely isn't a really, uh, viable solution. Well, that's no, it's good to know though. But um, okay, so training sounds like you know progressive overload for the win. That's what's really you know been the been the best um, thing for yourself. And I, I can't agree anymore. I think it's you know the number one thing anyone should have in their in their routine is progressively over overloading each week, just tracking and getting better each week. Um, so kind of diving in, switching you know paths right now, going into nutrition. You know what has really been working for you. And what would you really recommend for someone right now that's kind of just getting into, I guess, working out, we'll say, or dieting? Totally. So the, the first thing you got to realize is, you know, what is your goal? You know, is your goal to build muscle mass, is it to lose fat, is it to recomposition? And for the third option, you know, recomposition, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's kind of like losing fat and building muscle at the same time. You know, I would really only recommend that for ranked beginners or people coming back after a layoff because you know, in any other population, you know, an advanced lifter, it's very hard to recall. Um, so focus on, you know, either building muscle mass, losing body fat, um, and adjust your calories and macronutrients to those goals. You know, if your goal is to, to bulk up, you know, you need to consume more calories than you're burning. If you to lose fat, you know, the inverse is true. So definitely um, need to have a, uh, a diet and a calorie intake tailored to what you're trying to do, you know. So for bulking, you know, everyone's different. I've seen some people who can gain weight on 2,500 calories versus, you know, some people need 5,000. You know, it's, it's definitely not um, a black and white kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nutrition is, it's very interesting because the metabolisms, again, vary so much. Like you just said, 2,500 could be, one guy can, it can be, do wonders for gaining size and the other can be a standstill. They can't even lose weight. So it's a good point. Um, okay. So what about like, in terms of like, what are your macros, you know, what's more so like, I know you're more in if it are your macros versus like eating a certain diet each day. What's your macros right now? Would you say? Oh boy. So <laughs> <laughs> this is, don't try this at home. Cause this is not, um, I'm a very ectomorphic. I just got off training twice a day. So, I mean, currently I'm eating close to you know, 4,500 to 5,000 calories daily. Uh, and that's, that's, that's bulking for me. That's not, you know, that's not maintenance or anything. Um, but you know, protein is anywhere from 300 to 350. Wow. Again, I don't, I don't think you need to go that high guys, but when your calories are so high, you know, it's less of an issue because you know, you just put everything in those calories. Um, my carbs are, you know, anywhere from 600, <laughs> And, uh, you know, fats, um, that's a key pretty moderate. I mean, I don't go much higher than, you know, 80, 90 grams. So, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, that's good. You know, you have a good amount of fat. It sounds like still like the, I, from what I heard, I think, yeah, you want to keep it like your body weight times 0.4. That's what's the most responsive for a lot of people. And that, that's a lot of carbs, man. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that, when you, fat becomes very important when you're dieting, right? Because it can, you know, if you, if you go too low in your in your fat when you're dieting, you know, you can run into like hormonal issues. You don't want to crash the testosterone. Well, not crashing, but you know, yeah, you got to be mindful.
mindful of getting enough fat in your diet. But when you're in a calorie surplus, it becomes more of a non-issue and fat has like kind of a diminishing return. So when your carbs are super high, you know, you don't need as many fats. You know, carbs are kind of fat sparing and, and the same is true, you know, when your fats are really high, you know, you want to be mindful of how many carbs you're eating. So um, for me, especially when, you know, train, when I was training twice a day, you know, it just made more sense to have a higher carbohydrate intake. And that's not to say I go through periods where, you know, I have more moderate carbs and, and higher fats, but, you know, for the time being, you know, I'm doing the higher carb thing. And that's just another example of, you know, cyclical, you know, nutrition. It's the same thing. It's, it's tailored to how you're training. So, you know, just like you go through different phases in your training, you go through different phases in your diet. There's, there's no static, um, you know, method. Yeah, man. That's, that's awesome though. That's, uh, that's good to know. I mean, that's a lot of carbs makes me feel better. I thought I was high. I was only like three, 400, but 600, man. Um, I can, I can diet. Uh, I can diet easily. on three to 400. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how much, so what do you primarily eat for the carbs? Would you say rice? Uh, so, yeah, I do a lot of white rice, potatoes, um, you know, oatmeal, pretty yeah. rice, cereal, um, you know, bananas, fruits, yeah, that sounds yeah, it sounds similar. I, I like white a lot. I've been eating a lot more white rice. I think it's it's definitely uh easier yeah. to pack down and it's like you you have eat white rice, go right to the gym, you have so much freaking energy. It's crazy. Yeah, jasmine white rice it's awesome. So Yeah, Jasmine, that definitely man, throwing a little teriyaki with uh, you know, some type of chicken or mahi mahi. Good yeah. stuff. <laughs> but uh okay, so um what about have you ever like experiment with like keto, like a ketosis, you know, kind of thing, or ketogenic. So like a high fat, have you ever tried that out? Like carb cycling with that? Uh, no, no, I've never gone full keto. Um, like I, I don't, I really don't go too low on my carbs ever, you know, even, even yeah. when um, and that's just something I've found for me personally, you know, yeah. I, I don't have periods of lower carbs and, and higher fats, but I just found that my performance drops a little bit, you know, like, especially when I'm dieting. Definitely. Uh, so I like to keep, when I'm dieting, I like to keep my carbs as high as I can, you know, since a few of the workouts and, um, you know, keep, keep the muscles as full as I can, you know, even though you're, even though you're going to flatten out a bit when you diet, you know, it, I do find that carbs fill me out a lot better than fats do. So that's just something for me personally, I found it works, uh, works well. Yeah, man, that's a good point. Cause I, I remember from the competition days, like, um, and I think you said you have a competition coming up in the next, what year you wanted to compete? Is that correct? Well, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually planning on doing a show in October, October 29th. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, first week show. So, you know, that's kind of why I've taken – I haven't done any really any photo shoots this year. I've done, like, maybe one um, but one or two. But uh, my focus has been putting on size this, this whole year. And that's another thing. It's like, you know, I didn't just, I didn't just start eating 5,000 calories. You know, I, I, I came off, you know, a diet, and I slowly added everything back in, you know, to get to this level, you know. So – for anyone listening, don't just start eating 5,000 calories because Nate Tebow doesn't be like, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I basically been, been focusing this entire year on growing and, um, you know, making improvements. Uh, so that way, when I, when I do my show in October, you know, when I diet down again, you know, hopefully I'll be, you know, a good amount heavier uh, than I was last, last year. So. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, so you reverse again, those like listening to the reverse dieting slowly instead of, you know, tapering his calories down, what Nate's doing is, you know, as he got to the 5,000, he slowly incrementally added on more calories each week. So it's like, it's a safe way of doing it. Is that correct? Is that how you did it? You essentially, yeah. And, and, you know, and I, that's why I feel like I can handle a lot of calories is because I've always, you know, kept my food as high as I could. Yeah. 
food while I was dieting, but you know, after I, after I diet, you know, I, I add food back in, I pretty much go, go right back to maintenance, you know, and you know, if I'm, if I'm not gaining, you know, 0.5 to anywhere from 0.5 to 1.5 pounds a week, then I'll slowly bump calories up, you know? Yeah. That's so, a good point. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's the same with training. It's like progressively overloading in your, in your diet. So again, progressive overload, man, regret or progress or progressing. So, uh, that's good, man. So, okay. What would you say? We'll say a 200 pound guy right now who he's about 20% body fat. What would you tell him to do? Uh, let's say his goal is he wants to get down to 10% body fat. What would you tell him to do? Number one thing, if you could limit it to one thing right now, what, what should he do? So 20% to 10%? Yeah. Um, if I can only tell him one thing, it would just be create a, create a calorie deficit. Um, I like that. If he's 200 pounds, he's probably, you know, he's probably got at least some muscle mass to bend over unless he's like six foot eight. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I, yeah, create, create a calorie deficit. And that's, you know, people like to make fat loss very complicated and all these, all these different diets, different methods, but all these methods are just a means to an end, creating a calorie deficit. Absolutely. You know, whether it's keto or whether it's, you know, carb backloading or whatever, maybe paleo, whatever. You name it. It's just, you know, energy in, energy out. So yeah, just create a calorie deficit and, you know, train heavy and, and train as hard as you were when you were, when you were building mass. So. Yeah, man, dude. I like how you keep it simple there. Cause that is so true. There's all these fad dyes. There's all these gimmicks out there that try to sell people into this, you know, crap that like you said, is a means to an end. They, they do it, they lose weight. Yeah, they work, but it's like, they're not sustainable. They're not that long-term fix. They're not that lifestyle approach. And you know, that's really what fitness is. It's about not just like get losing the weight and then saying, all right, I'm done. Like, let's live, you know, go back to the life I was at. It's like, no, you're making a switch to your life. You know, this is a lifestyle routine. You're, you're working on to become better and to sustain at the rest of your life. So that's, and you can only do that. So what you, for the, what you just said, you know, with the diet switch, um, you know, a deficit that's simple. So, and obviously maintaining once you reach there. So. Well, good, man. You know, I want to acknowledge you again, you know, kind of wrapping it up. I want to acknowledge you for, you know, what you've done so far, um, just within the fitness industry, you know, and just your modeling career and how you've really, I know your Instagram, you've really empowered a lot of people through there, a lot of good content. Um, I know you're leaning a little more to Facebook now. Um, I think you were doing, were you doing a YouTube channel for a little bit? You started to. Yeah, I, I had a couple videos up, you know, mm -hmm. I something more to, um, in the days to come here but um yeah we've got to get a, what's that it'll be it'll be happening so we'll get a collab eventually you know like we were saying <laughs> but yeah man you know that's that's pretty much um that's pretty much it where, where do now if ever, anyone wanted to uh to find you where would they where should they go yeah you could do well social media would, would be the most easy way um so facebook uh just just nate tebow t-e-b-o-w um instagram again nate underscore tebow um, check me out on my website, www.natingbullfitness.com. Um, and yeah, you can always shoot me an email too. Those are all on my social media pages. So and you got a lot of coaching products on there as well. Yep. Yep. So I, if you're interested in online coaching, you know, uh, you can shoot me a PM or an email and, uh, and we'll talk. 
Good, good stuff. You guys, you know where to find him. Um, again, that'll be linked up in the show notes. So you can go visit all his, you know, his social media and his website as well. Um, but w- one more thing, Nate, again, I want to acknowledge you really appreciate all you've done again, man. Um, but one final question is I want to know, you know, what is your power and how are you positively impacting the world? Wow. Good question. Uh, how do I answer this about sounding completely arrogant? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a good way of, and, and this is based off of what people have, have told me. So it's not entirely narcissistic. Um, I think I have a really good way of communicating complicated topics, you know, in a relatable way. So breaking down, you know, the science and the thermodynamics of nutrition and, 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 you know, different concepts of training in a way that, you know, the average person would be like, okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, and I think that the fact that I have never really had a coach or mentor, you know, everything I, you know, up until recent times, everything I've done in training and nutrition has been trial and error and me trying different things, you know, so I, I have tried it like a lot of different methods and I feel that while I could have gotten here faster, if I had a coach, you know, or a personal trainer or whatever, you know, I also know through my experience, you know, kind of what works and what doesn't work. So I feel like that's a unique um, benefit that I have to offer in terms of insight. Yeah, man, that's, that's absolutely true is like, you know, you make it simple for the for the, the other people out there that are completely lost and that's that's such an empowering thing to be able to communicate from um you know from where you are to explain in that nature so hey nate thank you so much brother i appreciate it man awesome answer yeah, it's been a blast uh, good, to, good to be on hi brother we'll take care enjoy the rest of your day and we'll chat soon Peace. you know nate really I love his story, you know, how he went from that anorexia now to this, you know, huge fitness guy, um, huge inspiration. So again, loved having Nate on today. Um, if you guys like this, if this resonated with you, make sure again to share with a friend and stay tuned. We are now three podcasts deep and I can't wait to give you guys more value and keep building up this gravitate toward your power fitness movement. Here we go. I'm